Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Training Talk. I'm Kyle Holman, head coach of Beyond Strength and Endurance. Today we're going to discuss taking ownership of your training. Ultimately, you are the one who is going to accelerate or hinder your progress. You know, a coach can give you feedback, help you out technically, the programming and and how the workouts are designed are are there, you know, to obviously help you improve, but you got to take ownership of all of that. Uh, because you are the one who is going to do everything you're supposed to, listen to that feedback and do it, um, and all those things. We're going to talk about 10 different points here on how you can take ownership of your training and ultimately accelerate your results. Be present. I think this one is a tough one just in our daily lives in general. We are so, uh, to be honest, overstimulated by all the things. I mean, between our phones and social media and, and whatnot, uh, it, it is hard to be present in what you're doing. It seems like we're always thinking about uh, either what occurred before um, or what's going to occur later today or tomorrow or next week or, or things like that. So, um, you know, something, this is something as a father with my kids that I'm really trying to focus on that when I'm with my kids, I need to be with my kids. Um, and when I'm at work, be at work. Um, and that's a tough thing to do. And so, in your training, it's the same. I mean, when you're there training, you know, this is your time to be at the gym. So be at the gym. And, um, you know, one of the a good advice my dad gave me when coaching people is when, you know, they do a lift or something, um, instead of just immediately giving them feedback every single time, ask a question to them. How do you think that went? Um, and that might seem like a simple question, but when you do lifts, are you truly focusing on you know, that mind-body connection, that mind-muscle connection and how it's supposed to feel and what it feels like when you do a lift? Or are you just doing the lift and then staring at your coach and waiting for them to tell you something? If that's what you're doing, then you're not present in the moment. You're, you're not going to pick this up nearly as quick if you are thinking about how that lift went or how that movement went or how that workout went and what, what would you tell yourself? It's okay if you don't know the answer to that because early on when you do something like an Olympic lift that is is complex, you're going to do a lift and be like, I don't know. I don't know if that was good, bad, or indifferent. And that's okay. But at least if you're asking that question to yourself, you're going to accelerate um, much faster. So be present in what you're doing. Understand, you know, when we're lifting weights, you know, strength is something that you, you got to lift at the appropriate weight and, and intensity and whatnot to, in order to improve and get stronger. So when you do a set on whatever lift it is, how did it feel to you? Did it feel heavy? Did it feel light? And then that way you can know, like if this is supposed to be a heavy day, uh, even if I was lifting at whatever percentage, maybe I was supposed to, but if it's supposed to be heavy and man, I went down on that back squat and just smoked that lift and it felt super light. Maybe we can put a little more weight on the bar um, and vice versa. You know, if it, if it's supposed to be more of a technical day and and now you feel that the weight got too heavy to where your technique is starting to get shitty, then take some weight off the bar. It's okay for you to make those adjustments, but ultimately it is knowing or, or thinking about what you're doing and being present in what you're doing um, and you're going to accelerate and, and improve at a much faster rate. As strong as you want to be. A uh, quote I say a lot is, we didn't come here to get weaker. And when we're specifically specifically talking about strength training here, you're really going to get as strong as you want to be and as you uh, allow yourself to be and push yourself to be. 
you know, early on in strength training, you're, you're obviously not going to know, right? I mean, programming will be, you know, they're, hey, we're going off this percentage of this lift. But if you have no idea how much you can lift, then those percentages are really uh, meaningless to you because you don't have, you know, 100%, let alone any of the other percentages. But you need to understand, you know, what we're trying to accomplish today. But in strength training, it is literally trying to lift that which does not want to be lifted. And you have to slowly over time uh, push the pace or push the, the uh, weight you're putting on the bar in order for your body to adapt and overcome and be able to do more weight. So uh, I see it a lot early on in strength training. You know, we're whatever, we're doing six reps on something on a, on a dumbbell strict press and somebody's just sitting there just basically look like they don't even have a weight in their hand. They're just moving the weight up and down. And then afterwards being like, well, that wasn't that tough or I'm not getting stronger. Well, of course you're not. I mean, you're not, you're not even challenging yourself at all there. So, um, you know, in, in reps, it doesn't matter what the rep scheme is, you know, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, it doesn't matter when we're doing strength training, you know, those last few reps should be difficult to lift. And especially when we're trying to reach a max lift or anything like that, um, it becomes a lot of times more mental. I mean, look, lifting heavy is a learned thing. Uh, it's one thing when, you know, the weight doesn't feel that bad on your back or, or when you're bench pressing or something. And, but it's another thing when you put a weight on your back that literally feels like it's about to fold you in half. So you need to start to understand what those weights feel like. And man, another thing in this is, is tracking your weights. I mean, I've lifted consistently for, I don't know, even know, 27, 28 years now. And you think you'll remember what you lifted last time, um, on a certain lift. And I promise you, you won't. So if I don't write down anything, then I don't know what I lifted last time. So you can end up just continually lifting the same weight for lower reps uh, when that weight should be moving up. So, um, you know, we're, all, we're talking about in the section taking ownership and you got to take ownership of your strength to challenge yourself. I mean, sooner or later, when it comes to weight training, you got to FAFO. I mean, you're only going to know if you can lift a heavier weight if you try to lift a heavier weight. Um, so make sure that when you're doing strength training, you know, you got to know when to push to your limits and you got to, you got to push your limits to find your limits. Um, and then from there, you got to know when to stay within your limits or when it's time to try to push for a new limit. Um, and that comes with a lot of trial and error and recording your stuff. And, and over time and consistency, you'll start to figure those things out. But ultimately, no matter what the programming is, um, you're as strong as you want to be. The in-between so this is talking about now actually in kind of that, uh, you know, when you're doing CrossFit in the, in the Metcon or WAD portion uh, of the workout day. So, you know, we, we list an RX weight, right? I mean, if we're using a dumbbell on, let's say, a dumbbell snatch, and RX is 50-35, and a lot of times the scaled uh, movement or, or weight listed is going to be 35-20. Well, if you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the men's weights, uh, RX being 50, scale being 35, guess what? There's weights in between there. There's a 40 there's a 45. I mean, for the women there, between 35 and 20, there's a 25, there's a 30. Um, and that might sound obvious, but I say that because sometimes we get so hung up on what is programmed that we forget the main objective here is to find the weight that is allowing you to get the stimulus and challenge you. So if you're just always using the 35-pound dumbbell and hoping that one day you can just pick up that 50 in a workout and use it from that point moving forward, uh, you're going to be disappointed, to be honest with you. Um, and it's not only the in-between weights. Um, it doesn't mean you might try to pick up the 40 one day and it doesn't mean you can use it the whole workout, but if it's a five round workout, can you use it for two rounds? Can you use it for three rounds? Uh, things like that. If it's a 10 minute AMRAP, can you use that weight for five minutes and then have to drop down? 
but using those in-between weights and, you know, having the ability to, to push yourself and then know maybe when we need to, to back off, that's what's going to allow you to progress uh, the quickest on that. Um, same thing with any skills, pull-ups. If it's, you know, 15 pull-ups in a workout and you're like, well, man, I can only do five, so I guess I'm doing 15 jumping pull-ups. Well, no, you should do your five pull-ups and then go to the modification when you need to. Double unders is a great one. People either think it's like a, you know, have or have not. Once again, if it's 30 double unders and I can do 10, do 10 every single round and then finish with the single unders. Those in-between things are really going to allow you to uh, progress faster and get to the, you know, higher level skills or being able to complete the entire workout with that skill um, or the weight. So um, always remember that you're trying to find the thing that is going to allow you to get the most out of you in that day and for you to hit the stimulus. And sometimes that means you got to choose the things that are in between the levels. User error. <laughs> Probably hear this more a lot of times with technology, but um, when's the last time you videoed yourself, you know, doing a lift or whatnot? And no, I'm not talking about so you can post it on Instagram or Facebook, but videoed yourself. I mean, in a uh, class setting, um, you know, coaches are getting around to everyone as much as they can and um, the better they, you know, get at that, the more people they can get around to and the more they can get to each person within the session. But ultimately, especially if it's a full class, you know, they might only get to you a couple times. Um, so, you know, if you did a total of, let's say, 40 reps on cleans throughout that strength section and a coach was able to watch you do two or three lifts, well, that's only three lifts out of the 40. There were 37 other lifts that occurred. So you do need to, once again, we're talking about taking ownership. So, um, a good way to, to do that is to video yourself. You know, if you video yourself doing a lift, uh, you don't have to look at it right in that moment because sometimes we can't in class, but um, you can look at it afterwards um, and pick out what, you know, you think you did wrong according to feedback you've previously gotten from coaches or, hey, you know, go to a coach and ask, show them the video um, and ask them what you can do better. That way, at least when you do cleans again, um, you have some things to work on. So, um you know, what you allow is what will continue. So if you're just constantly relying on coaches to do everything for you, then, um, you know, they're doing a great job and they'll help you improve, but not nearly at the rate that if you would take ownership, if you would start to look at some of the movements you're doing, we talked about earlier being present in those movements. And the more you watch yourself do a movement, think about how to fix it or ask how to fix it, and then get in there and, and you know, be intent with what you're doing and focus on what you're doing, your progress is just going to exponentially uh, improve. So uh, know that you have a lot of control over what you can do and you can look at some things too to educate yourself and help yourself get better. Step back to move forward. Uh, this is something we talked about in another episode of uh, things will get worse before they get better. Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, we all want to progress as fast as we possibly can and I completely understand that. Uh, but inevitably, especially when we start lifting, um, we're going to you know, keep putting more weight on, keep putting more weight on, and we're going to reach a point where our technique starts to fail. This is a decision-making time. You got two choices. You can continue with that heavy weight or even add more weight and let your technique get worse. Uh, a funny coaching cue that I've heard is do that lift again, but less shitty. Um, if you allow shitty technique, your, te your technique will be shitty. Uh, so it's got to be that decision to take a step back, take some weight off the bar, Really focus on what you're doing. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Uh, you, you're never going to be able to do it technically sound with a heavier weight if you can't do it with a lighter weight. So if you drop back down to that lighter weight, 
get that technique ingrained over multiple sessions. Cool. Now you feel like you got a good handle on that. Now let's try to push up in some weight. I mean, it's that constant battle of getting that technique dialed in, you know, increasing your ability to do more weight, but we're going to reach that stopping point again where that technique starts to fail. You know, we shore that up through technical work and or other strength work. Um, but a lot of times you're going to have to take a step back to move forward because if you keep just trying to force your way through and, and you know, I mentioned before, what you allow is what you continue. So if, if you're going to allow shitty technique, then honestly, don't be upset when your technique is shitty. So uh, it's a tough thing to do, but it will pay huge dividends if um, you kind of take your ego out of play and, and have patience to um, you know, reach those points, make that decision to take a step back and then you'll exponentially be able to move forward much faster. Shiny objects, or the uh, squirrel mentality, as I like to call it. Look, in CrossFit, there's a lot of things that we're trying to get better at. I mean, my gosh, there's clean and jerk and snatch and squat and deadlift and uh, pull-ups and toes to bar and rope climbs and double-unders and the list goes on and on and on. So it is difficult sometimes to not be distracted uh, by the shiny objects or cool things. You know, if you know that, you know, a big thing that you need to work on is, is strength training. Um, you know, maybe you come from an endurance background where, you know, if it's basic movements like running and burpees and stuff like that, you feel like you can go for days, but strength is what's holding you back. So when you're focusing on strength and in strength training sessions, if you look over and see somebody doing a running and burpee workout and you're like, ah, man, I just, that looks way more fun than what I'm doing. And so you, you leave your strength training and go do that. It's, it's holding you back. And like I said, it's, it's tough to not do that. We can't uh, focus on all things at all times. I mean, my gosh, if in every training session, if we try to do all the things I mentioned at the beginning of this segment here, I mean, you're either planning on training for six hours and, and your body's not going not gonna to handle that. So uh, we got to know that, you know, hone in on some things you need to focus on. Uh, don't get distracted and, and deviate and go off the path because you're you're just going to have to keep coming back to the path to get where you want to go. So the longer you can stay on the straight and narrow, uh, the quicker you're going to get where you want to be. So uh, keep that focus on, you know, a few things at a time and, and know what you're working on and, and don't get uh, distracted by the shiny objects. Junk reps. See this a lot, honestly, for an example uh, in running. Uh, I call them junk miles. Uh, people get so consumed with trying to add more and more miles to their training uh, that they lose sight of the substance of that training. And honestly, that's kind of what we refer to as intensity. Uh, intensity is going to be able to improve um, everything, your strength and fitness, much more efficiently and effectively than volume will. Uh, so meaning a lot of times, you know, people just want to do more. Well, you know, they have this certain, well, I have to train for fill in the blank time, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, uh, whatever it might be, it's not the time spent at the gym. It's what you do in that time. And and for those of you that have been doing CrossFit, especially for a while, you know, you can do a really hard workout in 10 minutes or less. So it's, it's not the time spent. It's what you do at that time. So junk reps are when you start just adding stuff in just to fill some type of time quota that you, that you have in that. Um, yes, we want to be able to push ourselves to, you know, the, the highest level that we can. Um, so it's fine to do extra work. You know, I'm not saying don't do that, but there needs to be a reason why you're doing extra work. Are you, do you need to work on strength? Do you need to work on endurance? Are you trying to improve or get a skill? And once that work is done, then let it be done. Um, 
you don't need to just add extra stuff on for the sake of filling time. So uh, all that's honestly going to do is the more and more volume you add, especially when it's for no reason, is just adding reps and, and stress on your body and you're going to get more soreness and um, joints can start to get achy and break down. And now you don't get to train consistently when you're just adding extra things on um, with really no rhyme or reason to it. So um, you know, like we've talked about, take ownership and know why you're working on something and get your work done and then be done. Um, and that way you'll um, improve faster and, and not just add you know unnecessary junk reps to what you're doing. Some days you just got to breathe and move. Um, I've talked about another segment. Consistency by far is what is going to pay the, the biggest dividends. It's about being able to show up uh, consistently, you know, every day, how many other days you're training and get training in. And, you know, some days that means you're a little beat up or you're a little tired or maybe you just had a long day at work or, or whatnot or, um, you know, you got some things going on in your personal life that just doesn't have you in a very good headspace. It's okay to use a little bit lighter of a weight or, you know, hey, do ring rows instead of pull-ups or whatever it might be so you can just breathe and sweat and move and enjoy the fact that you have the ability to do these things. I mean, I can tell you right now, uh, I turned 41 this month and I've been training consistently for 27, 28 years. And, you know, there's there's going to be days that, um, you know, you just just don't have it in the tank. And, and that's okay. But um, as you get older, I can tell you now that it, it becomes much more mental for your mental health um, than it does physical a lot of times. Um, a lot of times working out is, you know, is our time. It's our time to, to get away from everything else and come and be around some like-minded people and push ourselves. And um, the, the harder you try to grind through those days where you, don't, you know you don't have it, but you still try to use a, a heavy weight or destroy yourself, it honestly just adds stress and frustration uh, rather than just saying, hey, I'm going to use a lighter weight or just I'm not too concerned about my score or my time today. I just want to breathe and move and sweat. Um, and man, if you can do that on those days, you'll feel so much better afterwards mentally and physically and a lot of times be able to come back the next day and feel much better and, and be ready to get after it again. The other 23. A lot of people have probably heard this. Um, but it's, it's definitely worth mentioning again that, you know, a lot of us spend an hour in the gym, uh, each day or five days a week, whatever it is, um, on your training schedule. And that leaves obviously 23 other hours if, if you're spending an hour in the gym and, um, those decisions are, are what's going to, you know, honestly make or break what you're doing in that hour. So, um, you know, I jokingly say, but Hey, I mean, if you're going to eat like an asshole every day outside of, of your training, then your results are going to be limited. Um, and if you're not staying on top of mobility work and, and taking care of your mental health and things like that outside of that hour of, of training, um, then it's, you know, you're going to be working real hard to just stay where you're at or, you know, not decline as much. So um, just know that, that, you know, carry over what you do in, in the gym and how you get out of your comfort zone there. What what other areas of your life can you get out of your comfort zone? And for some people, getting out of your comfort zone means taking some time to unplug. Um, you know, I know how it goes. I've gone a thousand miles an hour all day between work and being a dad and at the gym. And man, you just feel like you're nonstop. And if you keep doing that too long, then uh, if you don't take a break, your body will make you take a break. So um, just know that, that the other 23 
um, is just as important, if not a lot of times more important than what you're doing in that hour in the gym. So uh, carry over that uh, healthy, holistic approach to uh, other areas of your life outside the gym. Mental toughness. Um, and even just saying those two words, people automatically probably think really not uh, what I'm going to talk about here. So um, mental toughness is huge in taking ownership of your training. And, um, you know, uh, courage a lot of time is described as not the absence of fear, um, but choosing to move forward in the face of it. And toughness, I think, is misunderstood. Uh, toughness is not the lack of emotion. Um, it's the control of yourself uh, within emotions. I mean, emotions are the highs and lows of life. It's what uh, makes life so amazing to have the highs and make it through the tough times of the lows. But um, it doesn't mean you don't have feelings or that you should push those feelings aside. It just means, you know, how can you uh, find a way to, you know, make good decisions and um, keep your head about you when you're in some tough emotions or even the highs. So mental toughness as it pertains to uh, the gym is, yes, we want to uh, push ourselves hard. Um, but a lot of times in this, we can get into that negative self-talk. Um, this is not only in the weight room, this is in other areas of our life. I mean, I know there's times where as a father, I feel like I'm not doing a great job or, or, uh, you know, in my work. Um, but it definitely happens in the gym as well. And you need to be very conscious of what you allow yourself to say about yourself. Because I mean, look, we, we talk to ourselves exponentially more than anybody else in our lives. And so those words and that uh, story that you're constantly telling yourself in your head over and over and over again, those will begin to to manifest those themselves in actions. Um, so you need to be mental toughness is more about controlling your thoughts um, and controlling how you talk to yourself, what you say to yourself when you're in uh, emotions. Um, so that's just a very important part of taking ownership of your training is also taking ownership of not only your physical training, uh, but your mental training and your mental mindset as well.